Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. How detrimental do you think it would be for the Jazz if they were to lose Conley's services? It wouldn't send you back to square one, but it would send you back to square three, if that makes any sense. You wouldn't be a contender anymore. Simple as that. The Jazz, because of cap issues, can't go out and just sign somebody else. They'd have to get cheap replacements for Mike Conley, and that's just not going to work. For the last two years, when the Jazz were successful, Mike has been a huge reason why. Mike's up there with Chris Paul in terms of guys that their respective teams have to sign, or else their window will snap shut immediately. And I don't think that's hyperbolic. I think the Jazz window will snap shut if Mike Conley leaves. You know, I can complain about NIL all we want. We can go backwards, but uh, I don't want to. And if you're going to do it, there needs to be some responsibility to it because these are young adults after all, and they are there to learn. And they are vulnerable because they're not wise to the ways of the professional world. As long as it's ultimately left up to the student-athlete to do what he wants. Should we bug my wife? Do we want to talk to Do we want to talk to her? She was part of a project in the Lausanne Center when she was going to law school. Does she mind if we bug her? I mean, she's with the baby at home right now, plus she's working. She's got a little of that summer cold, too, and she's pretty tired. So, no, it's probably not. I'm going to do it. Do you want to do it? Austin, you have now his number. You want me to call her? (laughs) So that you can then say Austin was the one that called you? It was Austin's idea. Extraordinary performance from Chris Paul in his final debut. Kind of funny that he threw, you know, Jay may get hot. We just feed off of each other. Kale could get going. Jay might be hot. Jay was not hot. <laughs> Over it. Jay struggled. I had this opinion when Jay was here. Nobody shoots a harder ball than Jay Crowder. <laughs> you see Steph Curry miss a three and it's just soft off the rim. You know, Jay misses a three and it's bam! <laughs> as it rockets into the like fifth row. I wonder how Jazz fans feel. Brings back memories, I'm sure. He was kind of the definition of a streak shooter. Some nights we won it for you and some nights we didn't. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a whirl. <laughs> Hello. Hi, you're on the air. No cursing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm. You don't sound okay. <laughs> what does that wow. mean? Well, no, I mean, she sounds like, you know, I don't know. She's got a lot on her plate right now. Here's why okay. we called you. Mark Harlan was on with DJ and PK talking about name, image, and likeness. They are evolving, involving the Lausanne Center. Describe what it is and what it's designed to do. So the intent was to try and give students practical experience developing businesses. It's really going to give student athletes the ability to understand fully the business aspect of name, image, and likeness. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, love man. you. Welcome. Yeah, give... Uh, oh, is. no. <laughs> bye. Austin. You want okay, the bye, baby. Guys. Bye. <laughs> There's my wonderful wife. College football is close. I'll be excited when camps open up. We're not that far away. We're Jay. really not. If I had to pin you down to one thing that you're looking forward to this football season. I'm going to start with the obvious, a full slate of games. It'll be great to have a normal football year. Yeah. Can't help but think about where we were at this point last uh, year. And the debate on whether or not football was actually going to happen, in what way, shape, or form. It was just such chaos. I'm looking forward to not talking about that and talking about, hey, Gordon, how do you think the running back is going to play? Yeah. You know, the first normal football season in two years. I'm very much looking forward to it. Couldn't agree more. Did you check with her in the break after the baby started to make some noise? Yeah. 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 Are you going to pay for this? I got a one word text back. So you never know how that is. Oh, boy. (laughs) One of those. Was it Austin's uh, whole deal where you you text her and said, are you okay?" And she texted back. Sure. That's the worst. That type of thing.
when it comes to talking sports, these guys don't have a clue on the big show. They'll talk about the latest trends and celebrities galore on the big show. About the only thing they're good for is reading you the scores on the big show. Monson and Scott are ready to go. Big show. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone sounds of the week right there. Good job, Austin. Brought to you by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote and all your roofing needs. Call SNS Roofing. Broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studio- studios here in Vivint Arena. Speaking of Austin, of course, he is producing today. Gordon, what's going on? I'm having a good day, Jake. Hope you are as well. I heard you complaining about how hot it is. I like it. Well, now it's, oh, in here or outside? Outside. Yeah, well, you're the only one. Not the only one. Uh, who, who Satan. Likes, yeah, right. Who likes, uh, what are we in our third or fourth day in a row above, above no, 100 No, it's degrees? 95 out there right now. Oh, I just, it's not. We, uh, we I just hit, checked my phone. It said 95. Well, your phone's wrong because we hit triple digits. I heard a news report about it today because well, it's been four. Well, how can my phone cons- be wrong? My phone can't be wrong. My phone's never wrong. It can be. I'm going to check it right now. Why don't you, Oh, 97. Why don't you check out what the weather service says? <laughs> and that's, out, that's out in the desert. That's uh, out in the airport. It was forecasted to be 100 today, but I don't know that we've eclipsed it just yeah. yet. But really, says, what, uh, can you tell the difference of 97 and 100? I can it says no, it, at, at 5 o'clock it's going to be 100. So, so we'll see. So I, I had lunch today. <laughs> Tell the difference of three degrees. I, I had lunch with uh, several friends today, but one buddy who just got back from a week at Lake Powell. And do you know how much the water level dropped in the seven days that he was down there? Ooh. At yeah. least 10 feet. Wow. In seven days. Who's siphoning off all the water from Lake Powell? The sun. The 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 very thing that you're celebrating today. Nobody <laughs> no, wants to hear I... it because this whole state is a darn dust bowl. <laughs> and California. And Oregon and Washington. Water? No, it's it's not anybody being selfish. It's the fact that it's scorching hot outside and it hasn't no. rained in months. And we had a bad snowpack year. Everybody, not at my house. Be careful with the uh, with the water usage. I thought about that today. I was really trying to be careful. You know, the governor has been telling us to think about that since, oh, like March. I and know. you're just coming around no, today. No, I have Gordon's been. in the shower for his 35th <laughs> minute. Like, you know, I should I should probably no. wrap this up in 10 no, or 15. No. <laughs> After this episode of uh, NCIS finishes. I heard something. Didn't they say some of uh, it being uh, a drought? No, I've been trying to be careful. You know, I, I got used to that when I lived in California. You lived in California? Yeah. We were we were being careful with water, like I talked about with Locke. Uh, people were, like, uh, putting a bucket in the shower while their water warmed up so, not, so as not to waste it and then using that water later. How about just be a man and get in the cold water and get it Woo! over with? 
You like a cold shower, dude? I didn't say I like it, but I'm not going to just sit there and wait for the water to warm up like a little... Uh... You get in the shower cold. Yeah, because it takes You're... about a minute and then it's warm. <laughs> You're the only one I know who jumps it's right in. It's good for the circulation. <laughs> I know, people, really? I know people that do, that do the cold shower thing. That's not abnormal. Yeah, but if you do the cold shower, then by the time it warms up, now you're warm, right? And I'm done. <laughs> you're done in a minute? Probably three or four, max. Yeah. Five if I have yeah, to shave my head. Yeah, three showers a day. No, I don't do that anymore. You used to. Yeah, when I was, you know, a dad that got to do, or not a dad, just a husband <laughs> that did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. <laughs> well, everyone be aware of it. You know, let's do what we can. Even in California. Who else is stealing our water? Nevada. Nevada? Colorado. Is Vegas taking all Lake Powell? Or they have Lake Mead there, don't they? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't yeah, I don't think that's happening. It's all about the, the good co- news is that there's no rain projected in the forecast till late August. So. Wow, really? So that's nice. So we've got that going for us. You know, the weather is actually on my list today. It usually is. It, it's never been you on my list. I love talking about the weather. I have never you had the weather on my list before. About the weather. Never. But here we are in a severe drought. Nobody is liking the heat. I don't know if you've noticed, but nobody's outside. Gordon bounces <laughs> in today like, man, loving this weather. I just drove through downtown, didn't see a, see a single pedestrian. Gordon's like, man, this is magic. <laughs> this is, isn't this 97 degrees? That's normal for July in Utah. Four consecutive, Gordon, we're going to smash the record for 100 degree days this summer. Maybe. Wasn't Tuesday 107? Yeah, well, it's, it's 10 degrees cooler than it was the other day. You're terrible. <laughs> 10 degrees. Just quit complaining. Yeah, fire up that, uh, that, that lawnmower and let it run a little more. Let's get these greenhouse gases going. <laughs> In, during this weather, what percentage of Gordon's day do you spend? Do you think is spent in air-conditioned environment? Ninety-nine percent, like ninety-nine point like eight. And then he sits in there and complains about it being cold. I haven't said a word about it being cold in here. Not today. Uh, all right, so weather's on the list. You want to you want to give any other teases as I to got, what's it's on the a, list? The list is full today. Okay, we're off to a full of what? <laughs> full, of, full of it. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's dive right in, shall we? And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I'm single, and I'm the BYU quarterback. You can't land something on a meteorite heading toward Earth, can you? Hello! Hello. Hello? Hello. What would cause someone to tear someone's bumper off? Bacon? I know you agree with me on this, and who wouldn't? Hello. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Hello. A very angry naked man. Nobody listens to me. All right. Gordon's List brought to you each and every week by Tim Daly Nissan Murray Home. Of the forever warranty. It's the warranty that doesn't quit. It's endless. It's perpetual. It's forever. Gordon, what's first on the list? All right, Jake. So at what point do you switch your attention from basketball to football? 
Oh, man. Are you there yet? Do do we ever really with the draft and summer league and, and free agency? I think our listeners do. Well, there's always see, but things, I, bits and pieces. See, I really like the NBA offseason, though. I, I truly enjoy that part. Um, I don't know, probably after the finals are over, I guess, or maybe when, when camp starts. Because in a normal year, when camp, is, when camp starts, we're done with the NBA draft, right? We're done with the summer league. Most of free agency is in the rearview mirror, and it's kind of that dead spot before the NBA camp starts. This year is a little bit different. But I'd say, I'd say usually after July 1, because usually the finals, the draft, and free agency is underway. Okay. Fair enough. Is that Austin, fair? Austin, you've already switched, right? Uh, not fully, but yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty fatigued. All right. We're about a month behind is what we are, right? Everything's a month behind. About that, yeah. I think a lot of uh, jazz fans probably, you know, they're sort of lingering a little bit, wanting to see what happens. But uh, I think a lot of folks are turning toward football. And uh, speaking of which, and I'm sure the guys have been talking about this today, but ESPN has BYU favored to win 10 of its 12 games this fall. They have the Cougars losing only to Baylor. I believe that game is at Baylor and USC at USC. You know what that means? That ESPN is suggesting that BYU will beat Utah and Arizona State. Yeah, I don't know if I'm coming along with ESPN on those. That sounds really optimistic for the Cougars, doesn't it? Well, the Cougars lost so many players. Like, based on what athletes are coming back, I don't know how you would pick BYU over Utah this year. With, of course, the the quarterback being the great unknown, which is a big one. But it's July. We're here. Unless they thought that BYU, a lot of BYU's players last year who weren't necessarily starters, got a lot of playing time. I mean, but aren't we splitting hairs at this point? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I was really, really surprised to see that, and uh, because that schedule is tough, and we talked about it the other day. The over/under out of Vegas is like six and a half on wins for BYU, but I, so I don't know what I don't know what they're looking at there, but uh, I mean, maybe they think Utah's offense is going to be that bad, which I I guess if you're being pessimistic looking at Utah or maybe they really love you know BYU's uh, options at quarterback do you think they feel as though any one of those potential starters are qualified starters well they've both won games yeah. so I mean they've got that going for them right but so is Charlie Brewer at right. Utah he's right. won a lot of games down uh, in Waco so I don't know I that's that's not the way I would prognosticate it at this moment in time. And Arizona State's supposed to be pretty good, too. Oh, I yeah, mean, and they got a bunch of players they, coming back. They've been given the rules, the middle finger for a while now, and <laughs> I would guess that's paid off. Okay. Do you think it'd actually be a good thing for the rivalry for BYU to beat Utah finally because it's been so long? Oh, sure. I think parity in the rivalry would make things more interesting. It's like everybody automatically assumes Utah's going to beat BYU. I do. Don't you? I mean, I don't know. Last year, 
there was a lot of back and forth on it uh, because BYU had had a terrific quarterback who was ready to play and and uh, but but I don't know. We could argue that, and I have no way of knowing how you're going to find an answer to that question. But it's just been so long for the Cougars that uh, I wonder. Are they giving up hope down there? I mean, Utah has such good athletes in its program that I, I, I guess I'll believe it when I see it. That's the way I look at that. Sure. I, we talked about this a lot last year. I mean, it's a shame we didn't see the two teams play last year because BYU had the second pick in the draft. So that pretty much automatically would give you a good shot in almost any game. So... I don't know. I I don't think there's an inev- inevitability to it. I one, don't. One way or the other. One way. I mean, we've seen games come down to the final play. I mean, yeah. Any number games of different things close. could have gone differently for it to go a different direction. So you know, I don't know if I'm too. I believe it when I see it, but I haven't picked BYU in that game for a long time. But I'd like to think I I keep it pretty year to year. Yeah. But you're right. It has been consistently close. The games have been, typically. Um, if you have a thought on that, I'm, I'm curious just to know where our listeners are. Whether you're a Utah, whether you're a BYU fan, if you're a Utah State fan, whoever, who do you think is going to win that game between BYU and Utah this year? At Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. Jake, do you think the Jazz players watch the finals? I think Donovan Mitchell does. Seems like it. Do you think the other guys, do you think they want to get away from it? Do you think they are curious because they go up against these guys on a regular basis? What, what I bet it's a mixed bag, you know? I bet some just want to dial out. But Donovan Mitchell, one, one thing we know about him is he's watching basketball all of the time. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be what he does. So I'd guess he's watching. I don't know about the others. Uh, if you, Would you if you were a player? Because you invest so much in fans are really into it. Austin, I think that's a part of your disinterest, isn't it? A little bit from your perspective. But you can imagine what the what it's like for the players. They're they're pouring their hearts and souls into this stuff, and then to watch a team like the Suns take their place with an opportunity that they had hoped for for themselves. I just wonder if it's human. For them to, eh, just eh, not right now. Because you can always go back and watch film. I suppose. You know, if you want to get something from the basketball, you could always go back and do that later. You think they're playing ball? I mean, obviously the guys no, who are involved with the Olympics. Most of them, I say not, because uh, you've you've talked to enough ex NBA players about this, Gordon. That usually there's that. It probably varies from player to player, but usually there's that like couple of weeks to a month where they're just. On an, island, on an island somewhere, resting, relaxing. And I think that's encouraged. Get away, get your body right, and then you slowly work back into it. And, and workout programs, certainly in the summer, um, are a lot different today than they were yeah. 25, 30 years ago or whatever. That's but, when guys, when they got away, they really got away. But I think most NBA players still give that period after the season to just relax, rest, catch up vacation, enjoy, do all that. And that's why I think when we talked about Ben Simmons being spotted at Wimbledon, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's probably healthy. Unless he's thinking about his PR, in which case you can vacation somewhere else. The Suns take a 2-0 lead over the Bucks. 
Jake, it's the 36th time a team has taken a two-zip lead, and only four teams have come back from that deficit. The most recent was the Cavs over the Warriors in 2016, the Heat over the Mavs in 2006, the Blazers over the Sixers in 1977, and the Celtics over the Lakers in 1969. Now, in 1969, I was 45 years old, and I remember that clearly. I remember all those series. Covered them. I'm impressed by Phoenix's sharing of the ball, Jake. And, and two things really struck me from that game last night. The way they share the ball, everybody saw that sequence where they have 10 or 11 passes. And it, I, I, again, that's not necessarily exciting for some people, but for me, that's really cool. And I think the Suns got a kick out of it. They hit 20 of 43s, and so that's going to help you win. So let's let's put a tease on this. I think I can make at least a case for Milwaukee being one of those teams. Oh, okay. I will try to the do fifth? so. I will try to do so coming up next. All right. How about that? Okay. And then I, on the list, I've got uh, BYU news. I've got uh, a drunk on a golf course that did something that uh, Lloyd. I'm sure everybody wants to do. And uh, I got uh, I, I, I got. I got a controversial take on on football stadiums being full again in the fall. Controversial? Mm-hmm. Hey. All right. We'll get to more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, band of the day today, the Party Hounds, in concert tonight and tomorrow at the Valor in downtown Provo. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Our guy Tim Lacombe, lead singer. Is he the lead singer? Yeah. Plays a guitar, too, doesn't he? Well, he does a lot of things, but I think for this particular band, he's the, the front man, as they say. <laughs> All right. So it'll be fun. We'll, uh, we're going out there. We encourage you to do it tonight. Or tomorrow, go support our good friend Tim and catch the Party Hounds in concert. All right, Gordon. Here's why I think Milwaukee could be one of those teams to come back from 0-2. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not predicting this, but, but here's my thought. Giannis is a lot healthier, or able. Let me put it this way: is is been able to perform a lot better than I anticipated. Yes. I mean, last night was something, Yep. right? You know, he he didn't look like it was bothering him at all. So, with that in mind, if he can continue that high level of play, I don't think we've seen a complete performance out of the Bucks yet. Yeah. I don't think we've seen a complete game. They have more in the tank. And Phoenix, maybe they do too, but Phoenix has played really well. Milwaukee's got more to give. I certainly expect him to win game three. I think game four will be will be a good one. Because as we've talked about so many times, 2-2 and 3-1, there's a big difference there. So I think there'll be a lot of desperation in Game 3. Milwaukee wins. Game 4 will be the key. Yeah, I I hope it turns into a really good series. And obviously, 
if Milwaukee loses this next game, you can you can be done with it. Austin probably wants it all to be over with anyway, right, Austin? Because you don't care, really. I, you know, I just – it's more the Suns. I mm-hmm. can't really watch Chris Paul have success and enjoy myself. So why, 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 why the hate for Chris Paul? Because he's a annoying little pest. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know him personally. No, no, no. He, That's exactly why I, I only know what I see on the TV screen, uh, and he's an annoying little pest. Okay. See, I, I had this conversation today. I don't like the crybaby stuff. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to cheer for it. I find it obnoxious. I mean, it's manipulative, which is a little devious in my opinion, and I don't think it sends the right message to America's youth. That's a good point. So mm-hmm. I don't like it either. And, you know, there there are players on the Jazz. I wish Rudy would complain yeah, less. Yeah. And he, at times this past year, dialed it back. But, you know, at times, Austin. No, at, yeah, you're right. At times. But, yeah, I don't like that stuff. I don't like it. I don't have to cheer for it. Don't have to root for it to succeed in the slightest. Jake Elijah Bryant became the first BYU player to appear in an NBA Finals since Danny Ainge in 1993 when he subbed into the game with, what, was it 17 seconds left last night? Awesome. Good for him. I like his story. He's gotten a lot better. You know what I mean? I mean, he was good to begin with, but his his arc at BYU, he got a lot better while he was there and obviously good enough to, to be on an NBA roster. Big deal. Huge yeah. deal. Good for him. Who else would even have come close? I can't even think of anybody. Can you? When did, uh, what's his name, Kite come along? Greg Kite was back before. Was he before Danny or after? No, he was, well, he was in that same, he was before. Uh, you mean when he used to stand on the side of the court for the Celtics so they could draw illegal defenses? He played a long time in the league, though, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he, he lasted. He's a big, strong guy, no doubt about that. Boy, that's really ancient history, Jake. He played for the Charlotte Hornets when we had season tickets. Oh, did he? Back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, good for Elijah. That's awesome. Great story. Jake, I teased this. A drunken fan walked up on the 10th tee at the Scottish Open Removed the club from Rory McIlroy's bag while the golfers stood there and looked at him, swung the club around <laughs> before somebody called security and uh, they escorted him away. You know, these golfers are pretty exposed to the public. See, this this topic frustrates me a little bit, Gordon, because... Okay, I'm not advocating for security at the athletic events to be walking around toting, you know, <laughs> you know guys machine guns or, or anything, you know, like within reason. But but honestly, since Monica Sellis, don't we all cringe a little bit yeah. when this sort of thing happens? Yeah. And, and in, in, in no way, shape or form should some random be able to get that close to Rory McIlroy. It's just too there's too many. Bad things. That there could are too many wing nuts out there, mm-hmm. and we saw that. I, can you imagine a fan walking right up to Monica Sellis and stabbing her? Mm-hmm. Her life slash career were never the same after that. Never. After that incident, I can't believe we 
things aren't thought of to the point where this stuff keeps happening. I remember at a like a UCSB basketball game years ago, some fan was able to run down onto the court, run around, get back to his seat. I think he ordered a beer at the Thunderdome. How? How is that Have possible? You ever been to that? that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting place to watch. And we all point. laugh at the streaker, the guy that runs onto the field or whatever. Those people should be beaten up <laughs> as a deterrent. I'm, I'm kind of kidding. But but at the same time. Tomorrow's halftime show. What if that moron who's got, uh, you know, some ad tattooed on his back had bad intentions? Yeah. yeah. It's too easy. And I, I think of that every time stories so like do? this come out. Build a fence? I think he, I think these tournaments, these events, need to spend some dough on protecting the athletes that are there competing. If you were a professional golfer and had the millions and millions that they have, wouldn't you employ your own guy to follow you around yeah, on the maybe course? So, I would. They but just, I mean, they but a rope, a lot of travel. You know, a rope isn't going to do it. <laughs> They had to call security? Yeah. Why is there security there? And it took about 18 minutes for them to get what over there. What are they there. doing? Taking a nap? <laughs> oh, the rope's got it. We know these athletes are, are worth millions. How did he get in? There's a lot of screwballs out there. But you know what? That rope, it's orange. <laughs> is that kind of like, uh, didn't they used to say, was it an old tale, a myth? That if you laid a, uh, a rope around your tent, that a snake wouldn't crawl over it? It's got to be a myth. I've never heard that, but I wouldn't. If somebody told me that, I'd be like, okay. The orange rope, huh? Didn't, didn't work in this case. You know, so many people who are involved in putting on golf tournaments uh, are volunteers. You know, they're just there to help. So... Come up with an extra few grand, hire the A-team or something. But then in, in <laughs> no, George Pavard no, when you need him? How can somebody walk right up to somebody like Rory McElroy and whether they take his club cover? Or yeah. Was, yeah I read somewhere cover, it was his club. They but took I, his club cover off, and then he took the club out of the bag and started kind of swinging it. And then when the security guy showed up. Not swinging it at the no, players no, like no. taking Just, practice yeah, swings. Yeah. Yeah. He was drunk. I mean, he could, and, and they took they took they took the cover back away from him. See, they should beat that guy up right there in front of everybody and be is like, the this, on? "This is what happens when you think that uh, when you get the smart idea that you can do something." Well, like you this. said the streaker should get beaten up, uh, Jake. They're usually pretty rough with those. Good, guys. they should be rough. I mean, they get tackled. You've seen them. Uh, it doesn't look pleasant. They should have tackled. They this should guy? think about this stuff more. Yeah, they're, I, they're I asking for trouble. I mean, whatever the solution is, they should think about this stuff more. Remember they, the the backlash when they tased the Phillies fan for running onto the field? Did they? Yeah, I, the "Don't tase me, bro" video. Oh yeah, I got. It, listen, how yeah. about you don't trespass? Yeah, right. Hmm. That's a, like, a, remember the youth fans who got tased at the Fiesta Bowl? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a big story. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah, that was. Well, they were climbing the fence. Right? I'm telling you. I mean, got to think about this stuff. Jake, I was watching uh, a pre-fight weigh-in between uh, the two fighters, McGregor and who's the other guy? Per, per, how do you say his name? Poirier. Poirier. And uh, as is often the case in these situations, the two started jawing at each other. And uh, 
somebody kicked somebody else or tried to. It's the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the guy in the middle, the big guy between the two fighters, who's got Poirier in one hand and McGregor in the other holding them apart, he should be the world champ. Because he's holding them both back. He's not in their weight class. Yeah, he was a little bigger. He's not. He's in his own weight class. <laughs> and neither one of those guys is putting any sort of effort in getting to the other, really, right? <laughs> no, it's all fake. It's it's like Carmelo Anthony when there's a fight on the floor in the NBA. It's hold me back. Hold me back. <laughs> Everybody wants to be held back, right? Because Although these guys are professional fighters. So if they really, uh, want, stuff, if they really <laughs> wanted to fight, it would, they would fight. See, this is yet another thing that I love about our guy Sean O'Connell, OC, is when he was in the UFC, he actually got a little um, notoriety because his, what, the the handshakes and that sort of thing would always be creative, like he did the arm-in-arm tea thing or whatever. Yeah, like the way-in picture, he would always he yeah. poop someone on the nose once. It was, it was always something goofy. Rock, and, paper, scissors. And hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can. I think there's YouTube videos of it out there. You can. You can see our guy OC. OC might have been. He might be the the the, the most clever fighter of all time. I mean, he really. OC's just cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's just cool a dude. cool dude. Uh, although he wasn't cool the day I saw him when I was in Vegas. I wasn't at the fight, but I saw him in the sports book on the TV, and he was getting beat up pretty. He's getting beat up pretty good, but he was tough. I mean, he hung right in there. What's the why fakest? Do you, why do you have to go down that way? What's the fakest thing in all of sports? <laughs> I don't what know. The last two-minute report. This has got to be one of the fakest things. That was uh, that was very Scott Gerard Declo of you, as we're talking about how great OC is and how cool he is, and he was in the uh, the UFC, and then you're like, well, but there was that one time where I watched him once and he lost badly. But anyway, he was tough though. He was a scrapper. But he won a tournament for, what, a million dollars? Yeah. That's amazing. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. You were saying. You moved the on. The fakest thing in sports. The fakest thing in sports. I mm. still say the last two-minute report. I don't believe a word you don't in even, any of those. Well, we have seen some things that seemed hard to believe. Uh, like physics would say that that couldn't have happened. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Fakest thing in sports. Lance Armstrong's blood sample. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. That's All a good right. one. That's that's the first one that came to mind. Fakest thing in sports. Austin would say this whole uh, Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau yeah, thing. Indeed. Yeah, that's a charade. Uh, a charade. Speaking of uh, things that are fake or don't really work particularly, did you see that? That 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 third called strike in that minor league game that the uh, they're they're testing some new system right that supposedly calls balls and strikes. Now there was an umpire behind the plate, but is he is is he being buzzed whether it's a strike or not? Correct. And and it was it was it was just a bit outside, low and outside, and it called him out on a third called strike, and the. the the hitter, he couldn't believe it. So I guess that needs a little work. Do you think that we're eventually going to see that, Austin, you as a former baseball umpire? Yeah, I do. I think you're going to see exactly what is happening in that game you just described. I think in the next five years max, that'll be at the major league level. I hope not. This is another replay thing where everybody thinks they want it, but they don't. I don't know, man. 
if have, they, you, have you seen Angel Hernandez strike zone? Yeah, but see, he that, doesn't have one. <laughs> but that's part of it. Well, if you actually called letter of the law balls and strikes, players that hit a zillion home runs a year. Oh, or who no, would no, want I, that? no, no, no. It's actually, I take that back. The it's, the, it's the other way around. You you never see another hit again. You learn, learn about the letters and knees. It's the knees and the letters. Yeah, and the actual major league strike zone is like the ankles to what the mid thigh. <laughs> Because you've gotta you've gotta make those pitchers you've gotta make them pitch it. Learn to hit better, maybe. You're supposed to be one of the best in the world. Maybe swing the bat better. What movie was it in when the uh, when the player was uh, arguing uh, a, a strike call, and the umpire said to the hitter, uh, the, the the player said that's not a strike, and he said that. It might not have been a strike yesterday, and it might not be a strike tomorrow, but today it's a strike. <laughs> I, what, what movie was that? Was that the League of Their Own? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, not that. I think so. it was Predator. Boogie Nights? I want you to think about something, Jake. What? As we go to break, and we give me your answer when we come back. And then after that, I'll have my controversial take on college football attendance. Uh, the easiest job in sports, is it the an NBA or NFL or Major League Baseball assistant coach? Columnist. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right, we'll get to it coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5. Why'd I ask? 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about the top 60 and 60 on the Zone Sports Network. It's back. Listen every day, 1.30. Hanson Scotty announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as the countdown to the college football season. It's the top 60 and 60 presented by Cybers Credit Union and Icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. Howard Beck is going to join us coming up top of the 3 o'clock hour. So stay tuned. Gordon, uh, we have a little time. Uh, you, you had a tease before the break. Yes, I did. I've got like 13 or 14 more things on the list, well, so we'll we can, get to it later. Yeah, we can scatter it through. But let me go ahead and, and you keep thinking about the easiest job in sports because I I don't want to hear your answer right now. But uh, Wow. Uh, well, I know what you're going to say again. You're that was a yourself. joke. Oh, I, can, okay. I can give it some thought. Okay, give that some thought. So, question. Should fans at college or pro football games be forced to show vaccination cards? I know it's not an original question, but should they? And if they're not vaccinated, should they be made to wear masks? Because that's what the CDC is now. What they're saying for kids in school this fall? I'm not sure. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen that uh, official word yet. Uh, my answer to that would be no. I don't think it's necessary. Do, um, do you see why that might be a good idea? Not really. What's the benefit? To stop the spread of COVID? 
Yeah, but I mean, that's what the vaccine's for. People have a decision to go get it. They have to assess risk for themselves. And at some point, people need to be responsible for their own lives. Yeah, but they affect other people's lives. That's why those other people are vaccinated. I, I know, hope. but that doesn't guarantee that you won't get it. Uh, but now, statistically, we're talking about a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Is that worth all of the rigmarole that would go into enforcing such a standard? I don't think so. I guess I just don't understand why people aren't getting vaccinated. I know a lot of people are, and that's that's a good thing. The Utah communities, I read this in the Tribune, the Utah communities with the highest COVID rates are the ones with the lowest vaccination rates. Okay. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, there's a reason I did it. But at some point, at some point, we got to let people decide for themselves. Austin, how do you feel about that? I mean, I get what you're saying, and I understand that. Um, but I'm also trying to think of the greater good here. No, I, I understand both viewpoints. I think I'm closer to what Jake is saying because those who want to be vaccinated versus those who don't want to be vaccinated, you both have a choice to go to the game or not, right? You could, you could be vaccinated, go to the game, and wear a mask to feel a little safer around those who you might not, who might be around you that aren't vaccinated, or they could be forced to get vaccinated. I think it's less control, better the better, but it does frustrate me as well, Gordon, that people aren't just doing the simple thing and getting a vaccination, but they, they have their choice. Do you think people should have the choice to drive on both sides of the street? Uh, that's a law. Vaccinations aren't. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the, uh, the, the rate of infection in Utah over the last three days, 2,000. It was the highest number since mid-February. Yeah. It's, it's not getting anywhere near where, you know, we're not in the thick of it like we were last year. But we also can't think, woohoo, willy-nilly, we're out of the woods. We got we to gotta be careful. We got to do the right thing. And I think that you have to have some agencies some choice involved and hopefully people do the right thing and if they don't then hopefully there's enough that did do you think that people who are left over who have not been vaccinated yet are they drawing a line in that sand and they're taking a stand and they're no it's it's a it's a stubborn thing it's no i'm not gonna do this because everybody who sort of has been talked into it has already done it uh, well i answer it this way when's the last time you got in a argument about uh, politics on social media and change someone's mind. Yeah, it doesn't happen a whole lot. It never It's kind of like religion. Yeah, you know, you try and talk to change somebody's mind religion-wise with an argument. These are you people's forget beliefs. forget about that. Yeah, yeah. But there's been, you know what, we've, we've been living it for this past, like, people know they're, they're armed with the information and whether we disagree with it or not, Gordon, you know, I, I don't know what else really you can do, but this just seems like a, a, a giant step with a lot of rigmarole for very little effect. I mean, we this building we're sitting in right now was full during the playoffs. Did we see some grand, crazy outbreak in the state because of it? But at a football game, when you got sixty or eighty thousand people in outside, one place, in well, in colder a, weather, that's a lot of people in in a small space. Right, but I mean, the the amount of spread, to my understanding, outdoors during this whole thing has been basically zero. So now you're arguing that it's not necessary. No, I'm arguing that at some point we need to be adults and decide what risk we're willing to take for ourselves. And then you reap those consequences and you made that decision. 
Either way, whether to or not to. Yeah. Whether to or not to. That's You made that decision. At, at, at some point, you know, when can we allow people to be responsible for themselves again? Like I got vaccinated, and I'm choosing to go to a concert Saturday night yes. that Tim's putting on. Right. I could, as someone who chose to get vaccinated, still say, I don't trust that enough people have been vaccinated, so I'm not going to go. Or if I am someone that is not getting vaccinated, won't get vaccinated, I could then also have the choice. Maybe I won't go to that big group of people because I'm not vaccinated and that's my choice. Well, we're still dealing with people who think it's a hoax. And you always will be. Always. But for me, I don't. I look at the science and I understand that there are different sources of information that are peddling all kinds of stuff out there. But to me, when you look at the science, you look at the fact that there is a relationship between not getting vaccinated and getting COVID, especially with this uh, Delta variant out there and others. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I took John Stockton to test pretty good on this, but it just doesn't make sense to me, people who who resist that. I mean, do they really think that there's some sort of substance being sent into their system that will so the FBI can track you? So the big bad feds can follow you? I know that stuff gets a lot of headlines, but I would be surprised if that's the actual reason that the the people who aren't getting it are not getting it. Yeah. I think it's about how long it's been around. It's new technology, hasn't been tested, all this stuff. Again, I'm not making excuses. I made the decision for for myself and my family. There, and I feel comfortable with that. And let's get on with it. And there's the wording of the FDA approved for emergency use versus yeah. FDA approved. There is a difference between that. And so some people are still wanting to wait and see yeah. because it's just been emergency approved. I'm with you, Gordon, and with Jake. I think there's enough evidence to go get it and you'll be, you'll be fine. But you have to afford people the right to choose. Otherwise, where does the control end? Yeah. I, I just I, the reason I bring it up is because of the football setting. That that is a bunch of people in one place at one time, and it makes me wonder about that. Because once I got vaccinated, I felt well. That's when I started coming back to the studio. That's when I started uh, going, you know, uh, going out. And I have done that, and I've been around a lot of people since I got vaccinated. But I wasn't going to do that before I had that level of protection. Maybe that's because I'm 85 years old. No, but that's the decision you made for yourself. Yeah. And I, I would hope that, well, I think, well, I would hope that our team was very supportive with everybody on staff and their various levels of comfort and how to negotiate it. And that's that's nothing but fair. But I don't think it's necessary to require vaccination cards or whatever. Plus, talk about how easy it is to forge and all that stuff. I mean, it's just not worth it. Are there vaccinations that are required for kids to attend public school? Uh, you, I don't think so. Yes, there are. I thought there were, I think but there I are. might be yeah. wrong on that. I, I, I think I, don't, I think that I don't know. I think it's that herd immunity. That's where I first heard that concept. Was that enough kids get vaccinated that they don't have to require every kid to be vaccinated? But well, I'm no doctor. I had friends uh, growing up that weren't vaccinated. I, and they I, went to public school. Yeah, I, I just wish that as many people as possible would get this vaccination so that so that normal life can exist. And I know there are some people who might be afraid of it or a little bit, uh, but if you really, really study what's coming, and I know there are exceptions to everything. You might be able to find a doctor who says, oh, no, don't do that. But uh, the vast majority of, of those who are researchers and uh, experts uh, will tell you that it's a good idea to do it. And it just seems like in a sporting context, 
that would be a terrific thing. If you have 80,000 people in one place, if 80,000 of them were protected uh, from what has been a deadly uh, problem for uh, uh, this country and this world, still is, uh, be nice. Anyway. Howard Beck's going to join us next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.